online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM. BBC Radio 2. Russell Brand. You're listening to Russell Brand on Radio 2. That was the Beach Boys Surfing USA, which I can only imagine was played ironically because I'm here in Hawaii whilst Matt Morgan is there in London. Hello, Matt. Hello, Russell. Oh, you're in charge of the switches, are you? Of course I am, yes. Can you perhaps press one that conjures up the mood of Hawaii, as we have been doing? There we there are. There we go. If that don't conjure up this crime-ridden nest of hatred in which I currently dwell, I don't really? know Really? There's crime there? There's crime in Hawaii, you're let joking. me tell you. I see a sign the other day when I was on the way to uh, Mike, my surfing instructor's house. <clears throat> We've taken our relationship Don't up, cough and, there up to, to another just level. Cover that, Mike, what my surfing instructor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike! The the reason Why I'm going to his house. You don't learn surfing in houses. <laughs> I learn. I'm learning <laughs> oh. a hell of a lot there. Let me tell you, I'm learning what it is to be a man round Mike's house. What's okay. his house like? Nice. It's, it's, it's all well and good being able to surf the ocean, but you've got to be able to surf your own emotions. Um, what? Is his house air-conditioned? Yeah. Why do you want to know that? Just want to know. Tell me. Yeah, it is. He's having it done up. He's having a jacuzzi put in, in the back garden. Oh, have you had the tour? <laughs> <laughs> we held hands, the two of us. It was actually quite marvellous. I'm going to knock this um, whole wall through. You're going to do that with your hands, Mikey. I bet you probably oh, no, could if you, you wanted to. <laughs> Go on, Mikey, knock it over. <laughs> you can reduce this place to matchwood. <laughs> oh, let's oh, not Mike. go to the beach today, Mikey. <laughs> Look at those waves, Mike. They look ever so rough. Stay in here. Hold me, Mike. Let's practice holding our breath under the bath. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, my trunks have come down. <laughs> Um, yeah, I went round his house because uh, we was doing some surfing out, and his, his back garden's made out of ocean, so we went round there. And while I was round there, right, there's, on the way there, there's a, a sign that says, Thieves keep away and ice heads. What? Ice heads. It says thieves and ice heads. That's right, crystal meth out here in Hawaii, it's, it's all the rage, Matt, it's oh, all the fashion. No. So if you Is come to Hawaii... Left? Of course there's nowhere left. Crystal meth is everywhere. Don't take crystal meth because it's uh, easily manufactured from household ingredients. That is not an enticement to take it. Of it's an not. awful drug. Hang on, it are they ruins quite, lives. Are they obedient and they <clears throat> refer to themselves as ice heads? Oh, I'm not allowed round there. Because that's a what sign. I'm saying. If you are an ice head and you see that sign, uh, in a way that's an enticement for me because like you think well they've bothered to directly address i said they've yeah. clearly got stuff in there that might appeal to an i said such as i and yeah i wonder yeah perhaps you wouldn't have that the self-knowledge to know as yourself as an i said so yeah in short matthew hawaii has got a hell of a lot of crime going on here it's all it's not it's not all hula girls and i don't know tom Selleck. is there it, is there he's, a... he's magnum was he here i can't remember <laughs> <laughs> the bags are on <laughs> Are there, yeah, hang on, on. Is there must be bits of, like, there's lots of different islands, maybe there's one. Is there nowhere that's still, you know, an island of yeah. calm? Yeah, there's one called Kauai, that ain't been ruined Kauai? yet. Kauai? Sounds, like <laughs> sounds like a happy shopper version of Hawaii. <laughs> that is the budget version. Can I go to Hawaii? I think you'll find <laughs> Kauai is still available. <laughs> <laughs> That'll have to do, then. 
Um, yeah, so here, hold on, let's work out, I've just got to update you what the hell's going on in the world. <clears throat> ah, firstly, I want to thank, uh, Brandy from America, who sent me some flowers to the hotel where I'm staying in Turtle Bay. That cheered me up, some, some flowers arrived, and some chocolates. Although the chocolates, through no fault of Brandy, who was acting out of what can only be described as altruism and kindness, did taste a bit like dog's chocolates. Oh, God. Yeah, so, as you know, a regular listener's on the, the show will know. That, I thought, oh, God, he's turning into Elton John. And then, <laughs> then you ruined it at the end. But Why? Because they probably Why? didn't taste like dog's chocolates, did they? They taste a bit powdery, like dog's chocolates. You shouldn't have eaten like dog's chocolates. Carry on. <laughs> what other things You've have you got to You've dog's chocolates. Everyone's got the reference. We've all tried it once. I know it says dog's chocolates, but how different <laughs> can it really be? And there's gerbil's chocolates now. I know. That's you always get on about this. Come on. I just want to know why there's so many markets for chocolates all of a sudden. Because people right, love okay. their pets. People love chocolate. That's how it's worked out. <laughs> Don't be cynical and downbeat about my theories about why the, there is a plethora of chocolate plef uh, what proliferation among what? pets. Plof that thing that happened to Russian nuclear missiles after the Cold War. I think it's called proliferation or something like that. Anyway, listen, I've got some very important things to say. And thank you, Chloe, for giving me a nice book about Buddhism. I had a book sent uh, about Buddhism sent to my hotel. I had a good look at it, but then started looking at pornography on the internet. That's the thing about inner peace. It does set you up ever so nicely for onanism and self-abuse. Have you looked at also... um, porn? Have you, like, you know, had the movies in your hotel yet? I don't bother anymore with hotel movies because it always leads to disappointment. And this is a no, lesson not for in America, all you though. listeners out there. What? America, they have pretty hardcore porn on hotels. In hotels. Hotel porn in America is better now. Oh, yeah. Listeners, it's ignore my previous warning. For <laughs> God's sake, when in America, first thing you do when you stride into your hotel, sit yourself down on the bed, kick off your trousers and pants, leave your shirt on, though, then stick on the hotel porn. Watch all varieties of it. Watch the Japanese porn channel. Watch all them different porn channels. Don't get drawn into things. Oh, shall I watch uh, uh, In Pursuit of Happiness starring Will Smith? No. Yes, it's an upbeat message about life and... And parenthood, but you, if you interfere with yourself while watching it, the police will almost certainly become involved. Um, right, it, there's some other things I need to update you with. Uh, I'm not gone horse riding no more because of, uh, I hate horse riding now. And really? I'm suspicious of Casper the horse. Yeah. I've had to change the script then. Well, no, I'm still going to have to go on a day, bike? but I'll just... <laughs> it's just going to be immediately out of frame. I'll scuttle about, like, I don't know, on a wheelie bin or something. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be all right. We'll make it work, Matthew. Just got to be optimistic in life. Um, right, so these, these are the things that we're going to be discussing over the course of the show. Noel Gallagher, I don't know how we, if we're ever going to be able to talk to him again. He seems to be beyond reach. He's Perhaps a, Mikey. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in the paper about him drinking. What? He's drinking? Oh, Christ. Let's him. do an intervention. I say we do an intervention. Right, what we'll do, we'll ring him up at nine o'clock in the morning, try and buck his ideas up, snap him out of it. He's clearly, since I've do been you know gone, the man's falling apart. No, o'clock. go on. It's at twenty past seven in the morning. Well, what do England. you want me to do about that? And when this was uh, being set up, and there was a few mm. technical problems, you all almost went home. <laughs> I couldn't make things work. I'm sorry, I, I, I heard you say to your PA that you were going to just go home. We were That's sitting there at six o'clock in the morning on Saturday morning this time, giving up our <laughs> lovely little lives. <laughs> you haven't got a lovely little life, dirty it's antics you get up to. coming the world's most expensive phone call with you. 
<laughs> it's a joy and a privilege to have this conversation. Come on. In fact, I've got an email here about tantrums. Aloha Russell, says Chris Frampton from London. I just got to uh, uh, send you this message because I, I like it when Matt recalls funny occasions on which you either throw tantrums or act like a diva. He said he's been keeping a list. Here is that list, including having us drop at the osteopaths. I don't remember doing that. Yes. What yeah, did I do? Your osteopath wasn't available, dear Gavin. So they said, oh, Gavin's not here, so you've got to have this lady. And then you went, I'm, I'm not going then. And also, I want to live in another country. And you stormed home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to go and live in another country. Because I As thought, if they care at the osteopaths. <laughs> oh, God, not only have we lost a customer, but he's gone to another country. <laughs> Let's close down the osteopaths. Listen, that osteopath wouldn't last five minutes without my spine, Patronage. bloody things like a Scalectrix track. Right? Then, uh, then, uh, oh yeah, Matt, accusing Matt of going shopping with your stylist. Did that ever yeah, happen? I bought a nice coat. Do you remember <laughs> that? I bought a nice coat and you went, where did you get that coat? <laughs> you wouldn't have been able to buy that on your own. You've used my stylist. <laughs> you had, though. No, I hadn't. I'd gone and bought it on my own. You don't know where to get coats. Where did you get it? <laughs> I got it in uh, hab uh, my habitat. <laughs> <laughs> habitat? Yeah, that's a furniture shop. You can't even buy clothes in there. That's for cupboards, you idiot. I can't You're remember what it's called, world. but one of those ones that's got loads of other shit. House of Fraser. Habitat <laughs> House of Fraser. Other shops are available, but for heaven's sake, don't try and buy wardrobes out of House of Fraser menswear section. And don't dress from Habitat, otherwise you'll make a complete goon of yourself. Uh, and what about these other, these other propaganda? Uh, making Matt, Matt coming round to yours while you were training, and you making Marsha usher him into a darkened room. Yes. That might, that did happen. That are was quite recent. Are you still doing all this training? Or is it now been, you know, too late now, so you've given up? I'm fit as a fiddle. Are they you just using CGI now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's no point. There's nothing we can do for him. Let's just, let's just strap a sandwich board with a muscly chest drawn on it with crayons. Um, listen, no, I'm still carrying on. I've had uh, my latest uh, fitness instructor is also Why called Why are you going Mike. through them so quickly? Well, they can't take the strain, to tell you the truth, Matthew. I go through them at a fair it's old pace. because you fall in love with them and they make them uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pinned to this barbell. Help me, help me. <laughs> so listen, um, I'll tell you what now. Um, why don't we listen to a little bit of music over the course of the show? Let's ring Noel Gallagher and in, in intervene because I'm worried that since you've told me about like this terrible alcohol abuse he's indulging in, I think we should get involved. Uh, we'll be talking about things that have been going on in England that while I've been gone. I heard someone pulled their willy off in a Turkish restaurant and threw it on the floor. I believe it's some sort of protest at my absence. And um, there's lots of other stuff. <laughs> Going We're on, all doing it? that now, actually. It's, <laughs> it's quite a thing. <laughs> it's like Red Nose Day. Red Groin Day. Just hop it's off lovely. up the road in, a, in blinding pain, and it's really working out for us all. Well, I tell you what, as long as it raises awareness, that's the main thing. Also, uh, I'll be telling you about. Oh yeah, we've got a campaign, the iPod, uh, our iPod Tune thing hey, hey. podcast. <laughs> I don't know what that thing is, but we're nearly back iTunes, at number one. Apple Mac. That's the... <laughs> microwave. <laughs> oh, the only important for the thing I know is that we're getting back to the top of the charts. Now, why don't we listen to... What are we going to listen to? The Libertines now. Libertines. Let's listen to Libertines in honour of Carl Bratt and Pete Doherty having a reunion gig at the Hackney Empire in London this week. Thank you for all the this emails from around the world. This week is so behind, isn't he? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Has that just on. come through on Coconut Mail? <laughs> <laughs> 
Dig, dig, dig. Carburette, stop. Dig, dig, dig. Reunion gig, stop. <laughs> Mowgli's just running here. He's very excited about something. He's telling me a man called Buzz Aspinall's up on the moon. Dirty <laughs> den, shot. <laughs> Why, Angie? Why won't you give him the divorce, you bitch? <laughs> That were the Libertines of Time Free Rose in dedication to the week's events. I've got my finger on the pulse. <laughs> Here, blimey, what about Wimbledon winning the FA Association Football <laughs> Cup? What perishing good news all round. Cheers to that, big ears. Um, so, uh, you're listening to Russell Brand on Radio 2. Shout out, Matthew. Um, thank you. I just want to make sure that people who send me gifts know that they're appreciated because I like that because it makes me feel, what is it again? Uh, like a deity. Yeah, thanks for them. <laughs> Don't send him any more. That's not natural. You shouldn't feel like that. You're meant to just I'm feel grateful, not godlike. <laughs> <laughs> Although, if anyone wants to send me a PlayStation 3 or an Xbox 360, I would feel very, very grateful. Yeah, I've said it. <laughs> Don't try and use this to get free toys. Well, you it's about time I get something free. Not sending me to Hawaii. Stood here at 7 a.m. Saturday You morning. are coming to Hawaii. When are you coming to Hawaii? I don't know. Not with all this crime that's going on, these crackheads everywhere. <laughs> You'll fit right in. They'll probably make you their leader. Ooh. Once they take a glance at your red-eyed glare and criminal past. So, um, yeah, I'll just, like, I'll tell you a few more things that have been going on. Um, You've been eating almonds. Almonds, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. What's wrong with eating almonds? Because that, that's that's... they're called almonds, or almonds. <laughs> you don't say, I said to him, almonds. what are you eating down the microphone? Ormonds. <laughs> Great Ormond Street. <laughs> Ormonds. I've just been, I'm just gnawing on a couple of patients. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> no, you are, you do say almonds. Almonds, the... almonds. You can't say almonds. <laughs> Stop criticising my use of language. Yeah, listen, right, I've got an email here from Lizzie Robinson. Where she's given me some news from the UK because she doesn't like me feeling all out of touch and thinking that I've got my finger on the pulse because I don't know about <laughs> a, a reunion gig. When did that happen then? Uh, about two weeks ago. Oh, you're joking, really? It was a while ago, yeah. Oh no, I thought it just happened. Since then, the Dirty Pretty Things have done a very good gig, I read in the paper. You know, there's been other stories since that. We've all really, moved we've on, moved we've all on. dealt with it, you know? But you're Crikey. still there. Yeah, look at this. Well, Lizzie tells me, Lizzie Robinson says, on Sunday evening, a man aged between 30 and 40, hello there, that's very vague and seductive, ran into Zazzy Restaurant, which is the name of the Zizzy, restaurant. not isn't it? No, no it says Zazzy. It's, okay. just, like, it's either a restaurant with a, a hell of a lot of pizzazz, or it's just called that, uh, on the strand and cut off his genitals. He had to be restrained by police using CS gas. Once you've cut off your own genitals, <clears throat> what can the police really do to restrain you? I know, you can't I mean, exactly c go to court and complain, can you? Then they sprayed CS gas on me, which really hurt. <laughs> really smart. I don't know if you've ever, ever <laughs> when cutting a lemon, have got a bit of the lemon juice in your eyes. Well, it's very much like that They're sensation. <laughs> I was awful, skidding around awful. in willy blood and it was really <laughs> rather inconvenient. Then I got a paper cut on one of the menus, so I'd like to sue, <laughs> if you don't mind. Yeah, that's yeah. obviously Do you know about this? Do problems. you know about this? Do you know about it? I did, but somehow I managed to overlook the fact that it would be brilliant content for the radio show. <laughs> don't know how so I did that. <laughs> Perhaps Probably. a mentally ill man abusing himself with a knife in public. <laughs> I just thought, let's, let's leave that where it is. 
<laughs> well, Matthew, I think you'll find even now that there's glorious content in it. Surgeons were unable to reattach the man's genitals. Oh, Christ. I bet they didn't this try. This is terrible news. What do you mean? Why wouldn't they? I bet they just They've... had it there on a try and looked at him and he was sitting there and they just went, Nah, it's very <laughs> difficult. <laughs> They've taken a Hippocratic Oath. They have to make sure that he gets the best treatment that money can buy. They've got to stitch that willy straight back on. Yeah. You could have it put on have. somewhere else, like a little epaulette on your shoulder, <laughs> you know, a new chin. <laughs> I'd, I'd like it on my shoulder, I'd like it was like a little red devil on uh, Tom yeah. and Jerry's shoulders. And then on the other one, I don't know, I'd just have some daisies sewn on or something like Obviously that. it wouldn't function there, would it? I don't know, Matthew, you know, not with that attitude. Perhaps <laughs> if you showed a little bit of commitment, it Oi, could guess what? spring to life. Go on. You know Mikey, he works on the show? Mikey, the Scottish person who works on our Radio 2 show, yes. Yeah. This morning, last night, I said, oh, have you sorted out my taxi to the studio? No, I'm mm. at home. I haven't got the codes. Do it yourself. <laughs> right? Right. I had to, and I didn't have the code, so I had to get a cab here and pay for it in cash and get a receipt. And he'd run out of receipts. He had to write me one, going, I'm the driver. This is a real receipt, honestly. And I had to come in here. I turned around, and Mikey turns up in a VIP car. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> honestly, Mikey? in a silver car with a man gets out and opens the door for him. Can you believe What's that? that? He's cruising the streets <laughs> like a like a minor royal yeah. while you are slamming it. Classical music <laughs> booming out, him fingering his cane. Take me to the door. And then he gets out and there's me scrabbling around with a homemade receipt. I, I was it. bought in the back of a, a van with chickens and stuff. Didn't you get lost or something there? I got lost, which out here is risky because they make lost out here. I ended up nearly getting off with that tubby fella in the woods. Stop going about him. <laughs> I like him. It's a campaign he of called... hate. I like Harvey. Harvey He's called Harvey. Well, that's him. You said you like him. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's his name. I'm into him. I think he's all right. Have you now, seen um, any of that I lot about? No, what do you mean, Matthew? That's like me asking you if you've been hanging out with the royal family. <laughs> <laughs> Why, have they got that much stature there? Yeah, well, you really must have are. seen them. <clears throat> one of them. Well, you actually, said you saw one of their wives. Yeah, I saw the Scottish one's wife. He's called Desmond. He can see the future. What's, who wants I'll a wife called wife. Desmond? <laughs> she was you very do. sexy, actually. <laughs> She'd adapted to it. Listen, <laughs> listen, stop trying to steer conversation back to my only gay crush that I've ever had on Dear Mike. Actually, it was quite difficult, the most recent surfing lesson I've had with him, because I was thinking about how extensively I talked about the crush on radio, oh, God, and I felt like, I? perhaps I'll tell him about it, but then I thought, this, in that context, it's not going to sound right. Say, for example, you uh, meet with a woman who you've involved in self-masturbatory activity. What? Over. Well, self-masturbatory. Like yeah, self that's rather the point of masturbatory, isn't it? No, I think you can masturbate some other person if, if you're bored on a bus. You have to ask Listen, them, though. I don't see why you should. <laughs> I've, I've had money off my tickets. <laughs> Listen, right, you could, like, it's difficult if you meet a woman and perhaps for the previous night, perhaps you've abused yourself whilst thinking about her. Or, or a fella, you know, yes. perhaps a, a, a butch surf instructor yes, or something. Yes. When you see him, what, you feel you a little... Uh, are you admitting I'm to not... something? <laughs> no, this is not admission. Oh, right. I'm just saying you do feel a sense of guilt after masturbation if you then have to you talk don't. to the person involved. You don't necessarily what do you mean? have to. You could get a real kick out of it and think, ha-ha, you didn't know what you were doing in my dreams last night. 
Yeah. Um, Mikey, you may have the upper hand now when you get out of your silver Mercedes, but last night you were scuttling around on all fours, <laughs> <laughs> noshing away at me like a slush puppy. Uh, <laughs> right, that's it. Oh, come on. Tell him that right, tell now, him listen. we've gone off air. Listen, let's campaign to get our podcast back to number one. Now, what's been going? It's been bouncing up and down the charts in my absence. Went down to four, then it went to three. I think it's at two now. Good. Right, now, listen, right. If you are a listener of the show, and if you're not, you won't be hearing this, so you'll use luck and clear right off. <laughs> if you're listening to the show, why don't you Chop your genitals people. off and send them <laughs> to the Turtle Bay Hotel, <laughs> where Russell will make a jacket out of penises <laughs> to promote then his show. I'm wearing my coat of many penises, <laughs> perhaps then people will accept that I'm the chosen one. And as I stride into Honolulu in my suit of my mighty scrotums all saluted me and threw rose petals in my path as I skidded along on the effluvia produced from within me own clothes. Um, no, don't send me your genitals. Do keep sending me gifts at the old Turtle Bay Resort and uh, the emails. It's clogging up their email, but it's also make making them realise they've got to treat me much more special than that because I've got a weight of support behind Have me. Have you done now, your classic trick of annoying the hotel? Yeah. Um, well, only because I want my English newspapers, uh, and, uh... What do you want them you know, to do? Set up a little <laughs> press department, a little mini Fleet Street for you? <laughs> do you know the programme Press Gangsta and Dexter Fletcher? <laughs> well, could we do something a little bit like that, where we do a newspaper about a venture at the hotel? I'll be the photographer! Oh, Mikey! <laughs> Mikey! <laughs> You're gonna be our debut page seven fella. Um, listen, right? Uh, yeah, let's get this campaign on the bloody road. Now, if you email your friends and us, email me, russell.brandbbc.co.uk, and tell me the brilliant and innovative ways that you are promoting our podcast. Email everyone you know, tell them to download it. MySpace, everyone you know, tell them to download it. Then continue to spread these rumours about Alan Sugar and his programme, which I believe is closely affiliated to the notion of hate. Let me have a look. I've got an email here saying that there's a lot of corruption and that um, Alan Sugar forces all his staff at Amstrad to download his podcast. Really? Yes, Matt. That's God. what's going on. Also, that uh, other podcasts that are above us, a lot of them, they're, they're very much tainted. And uh, like, I know for a fact that Scott Mills, if watching the film Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, would be thinking, I want Augustus Gloop to win, or that <laughs> ungrateful I'm with girl. Slugworth. <laughs> Slugworth, he's a, he's a real brainiac. He's he a deserves true hero a break. Of this. <laughs> Wonka's an eccentric. Why is he always in that factory anyway? Why has he only got half of everything at the end? What's going on? <laughs> the Umpa Lumpers are basically slaves. Come along. <laughs> Can't you see the analogy? It's disgusting the way they're treated. Um, so, uh, yeah, get everyone to download it. Let's get it back to number one. Also, uh, send me emails suggesting what you'd like uh, for content for our new video podcast. Matthew, you better go over it so you can be in these podcasts that we're yes, going to be doing. Yes, I'm just going to the airport now. Do you, do you know, right, what, I was doing some surfing the other day and Mike done a wee in the sea. Right, you've got nothing to say. I think we should listen to the Holloways. <laughs> <laughs> we might as well listen. Uh, no, that, hold on, we'll put the Holloways on in a little... No, yeah, all right, put, listen to the Holloways now. Why don't you talk yeah. the Holloways like it's a, a two-bar heater and you're an old lady? Let's put the Holloways on. No, let's leave it a bit. It's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, this way. No, oh, we can't. It's still British summertime. Oh, yeah. No, we can't have the... It's April, you that on, but it's nice, isn't it? On your feet. <laughs> 
<laughs> Come on, let's pop the pop the other ways on. Come on, I'll, I'll pop it on for a bit. Yeah, legs. Yeah. Okay. Just a little bit of other ways. The Holloway's Generator, you're listening to Russell Brand on Radio 2. I'm broadcasting live from Hawaii. Well, it's live while I'm saying it, but now it's pre-recorded. That's why Matt Morgan's all miserable, because it's early in the morning where he is. You are right, Matt? Have you bucked your ideas up a bit yet? I'm not miserable, I'm just tired and jaded. Tired, jaded, yes, yes. Um, look, this is some interesting information from Steve Jones. He says, hello, Matt and Russ. Great show the last one was, I thought. However, I do need to pass this information on to you. Since Russ has developed a crush on his surfing instructor, faking a jellyfish attack would be a really bad <laughs> idea. Jellyfish poison cannot be sucked out. <gasps> it needs to be neutralised with vinegar or urine, i.e. wee-wee. Uh, that's why you wee mate... Do you think so? Oh, that's so touching. He's always <laughs> thinking of me. He's the wind beneath my bloody wings. My mate is a scuba diver, and it was he who told me of this unusual, though effective practice. In fact, that's been on an episode of Friends, hasn't it? They've had to, they had yeah. to be on each other, so that's sort of part of our mainstream culture. We know all about that. Um, okay, there's another email here. This is from a lady. I believe she's got the name Emily. Hi, Russell. I hope the Hawaii experience is going well and that Casper, that's my horse, is, is uh, behaving. It's my boyfriend Bobby's birthday on May the 6th. I've bought him a signed DVD of yours from your lovely website. I'm wondering if you and Matt can sing Happy 21st Birthday on the show as he's your biggest fan. Matt is a sort of curmudgeonly man, uh, Emily, who will not ever participate or join in yes, with any of life's playful things. But listen to this, Matt. Because you're scared to sing. Oh, I'm not scared to sing, mate. I sing my little lungs out. I had Go done on, a then. scene on this film the other day. I done a scene. scene. Oh, I done a scene, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a scene. I sing in front of hundreds of people. Crew, cast, extras, everything. Singing my little heart out, wearing leather trousers, grinding up and down on the Miming stage. Miming like something or singing? Me own singing, mate. <gasps> me own singing. God. Yes. Oh, ooh, you should have heard it, Matthew. What are they going to do with that in the edit? Well, I don't know. Hopefully they'll tidy it up because it was a bleeding <laughs> abomination. Yeah, listen. No, it's good. Yeah, listen. Um, right. We, listen. If we sing happy so birthday, I'm listening. it means, it means listen, Emily here, and. Right. Listen. Here. <laughs> here. Hello. Oh, God, listen. Oh, here. Strike a light. Not many. I don't. What? You perishers. Oh, I wouldn't mind. Listen. Right. Come on, no. So, listen. Right. Hey. <laughs> Stop saying listen. It's radio. People haven't got a choice. <laughs> We've got the power! Send me gifts to Turtle Bay Resort! I'll stop at nothing! I'll run this island! I'll manufacture my own crystal meth! I'll become the Don Corleone of Hawaii! Hold on, he will, Emily! You know. <laughs> I could do it. I really could. I'm really committed to this. Don't become a drugs lord, anyone. If you are listening at home, thinking of becoming a drugs lord, pack it in. Pack it right in, being a drugs lord. Get to your room. Right, now listen, if me and Matt sing happy birthday, then really? Emily and this uh, lad, Matt, can have it off. No, the worst so... thing is if we sing happy birthday, we have to pay about a million pounds to those people who own happy birthday. Hold on, let's do our own different, slightly different version of Happy Birthday. This be like quite once different. When I was, hold on, well, listen, I know a good version of Happy Birthday. I know a couple. One that I heard sung to Donald Duck on his birthday. <laughs> I remember that, uh, but you still have to pay for that. The oh, one that goes, Happy Birthday to you. That one. That's, that's a Stevie Wonder song. This one went, oh, right. oh, no, it did go there. It's Donald's <laughs> birthday. Yeah, they adapted it. It was a Stevie Wonder song, but they adapted <laughs> it to be to Donald Duck. It's Donald's birthday. Happy birthday. Birthday, Donald. Yeah, but I mean, that, that would work. That's pretty much like the song I did the other day, actually. Really? Now, 
you know, that's essentially the, the same message, yeah. When I was once in a treatment centre in America, locked up for a month for my own good, this, uh, th it was good actually, because people used to talk about all very serious things to do with addiction and like their terrible lives and that, all in their, you know, as they, they were American people, so they spoke in an American fashion about their very much American problems. Some, of course, were universal, but it <clears throat> had a very sort of, um, sober atmosphere in there. People, oh man, I mean, it, these were difficult times and we really struggled, you know, sort of people and like counsellors nodding earnestly, young counsellors that sort of looked like Thunderbird puppets. And one day this fella, he'd, he was an ex-copper uh, and had been in Nation of Islam, right? He was a very serious and intense sort of a man, right? Yeah. In, in, in this, in this uh, treatment centre, you like you sit with a cuddly toy Does each, Donald right? Duck so, come into the story? <laughs> you better believe it, baby, because this anecdote's got Donald Duck written all over it. In a minute, Donald Duck's going to march right into this anecdote with an erection. He is not going to have an erection. He will not be aroused. Right? <laughs> so, like, we all, we all had to pick a different cuddly toy to have. I had a camel, and everyone called me London, because I'm from London. Hey, London! Hey, London! They'd say to me. And I didn't like it, because I thought, I'm a complicated man. You can't <laughs> reduce me to London and everyone that lives there, all the different types of people that live in London. Well, Glenn Hoddle, you know, Ken Livingstone, for heaven's sake, Eddie Grant, you know, there's too much variety. <laughs> Glenn the Jackson. So, um, yeah, right, they, on this particular day, it was a very heavy mood, and we all had our different cuddly toys, and, like, this man was talking about sort of different things to do with abuse and drinking, and he was sort of crying, and everyone was nodding all earnestly, and everyone had their cuddly toys. And the cuddly toy I'd always liked, but never picked up, was this sort of polar bear with a kind of dunce's hat on and a waistcoat and sunglasses, and I'd always, like, liked the look of that, and I preferred it to the camel that I'd always had. And one day, that Nation of Islam bloke had that polar bear, and this other fella was sort of talking about, oh, the abuse, the drink, the horror, right? And uh, like he had that polar bear, sunglasses, a sort of dunces, a silver dunces hat, and a waistcoat. And he was sort of like touching it a little bit, like absentmindedly, while listening to the abuse, the drink, the horror. And like so, he touched its paw, and it one of them bears what sings the song, <laughs> "Happy Birthday, It's a Party Today." And like it was sort of wiggling his head, and he had to like stuff it down the edge of the sea, and it was like he was doing it on purpose. <laughs> and it was still coming out all muffled. And everyone else just tried to carry on pretending that there weren't a polar bear going, It's a birthday celebration! <laughs> We're talking about the hell of alcohol and addiction. It was brilliant fun. I Did you for a moment think, Can everyone else hear that? Or am I finally gone? <laughs> uh oh, I think I've dipped over the edge. The camel's telling me to cuddle everyone! <laughs> Is it someone's birthday here? Because I've got an unusual explosion in my mind. There's a party in my brain box, and just I'm invited. What on earth? Um, You've lived a very odd life, haven't you? I've tried my hardest to make it normal, Matt, but the harder I try, the stranger it gets. Look at the people I can sort with. You, G, Oddballs, Mikey, Mr Nibs is the most normal person we know. And where's he gone? Where's he? Locked up in juvie? Is it where is he? Off his head on goofballs and whiz-bangs? He's hibernating. Is he? I'm worried about Mr. Nibs. Mr. Nibs is the manservant of the show. I don't mean that he is like genitalia, although God knows he is erotic, but he's been missing for a while, probably ever since Christoph died. I think most people died. call their genitalia their manservant, so I don't think that's normal. <clears throat> Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> well. Oh, yeah. Hold on, let's try it in an erotic context. No, please, I don't like your erotic voice. It goes too deep into my it. ear. 
Don't, it's right in my headphones. <laughs> Here it comes, baby. Oh, oh yeah, okay, oh, yeah. Kiss oh, my <laughs> it's like you're standing behind me. Oh, I can feel your breath on my oh, neck. Touch my man, servant. <laughs> Here, listen to this, Russell. Oh, my man. What? I'm gonna do what it. is it? A very good segue here. Yeah. This uh, is a present for me. Yes. It's uh, it's from the, from the paper. Hold right. on, Matt's doing an item, everyone. Oh, let me devise a jingle. It's the Matt Morgan's <laughs> Eye Over Popular Culture. <laughs> Matt Morgan's Eye Over Popular Culture. Come on in, Matt. What's I your can't item? do it now. It's too much pressure. <laughs> there is not too much pressure. You'd never get an erection ever if you had that attitude. And I know you can, because I've seen them, baby. Oh, I've had to God. avoid them. What Come on. What's he talking about? <laughs> I should... don't know. Right, listen. Come on, do, do your Shut item. Shut up! Do you want me to do the jingle again? Matt Morgan's <laughs> item, he's cast his eye on popular culture. Comedian's scent would be more popular than Charlotte Church's. They're talking about Peter K, but you're number 10 in a top 10 celebs that people would like to release a scent. That means mm. make a perfume, not just... <laughs> Some pheromones. I've just released a scent. Oh, I've there got he a is. Gland. Just, just in my perineum, <laughs> I released very powerful spores. But you could three release. Three or four times a day. You could release a perfume called Manservant. Manservant by Russell, Russell Brand. Brand's Manservant. And then it's, there's you sat in a couch, mm. and then a, a butler who's unseen brings you on a tray. Like a whiskey yes, decanter yeah. full of perfume, pours you one, yeah. you smell it and go, yes, like that. <laughs> well, then just splash it on my nipples or something. Yeah. And There's got to be a money shot. What happens at the end? Do I get off with someone or you something? You go into a lift with loads of women and then the door's shut and you go, oh, maybe sometime, Jeeves. <laughs> <laughs> Jeeves, get in here. I don't trust him. Yeah, that's the thing, though. Now you'd be more interested in Jeeves, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Jeeves, Jeeves my make my these girls go home and then we can play Scrabble, by which I mean kissing. <laughs> <laughs> Scrabble? What's Scrabbling around for our clothes. Scrabble, it's, it's, it's going to be a fall down, fall down your trousers, Jeeves. <laughs> Give us a cuddle. Oh, dear. This, I don't know what's happened that's to me. That's interesting, oh, isn't it? You, you know, mm, yes, your shameless brilliant. merchandising could reach out to a yes, sense. Yes, Do buy my shameless merchandising. Right, now, this reminds me of a few other important things. Remember, get let's get the uh, our podcast back to the top of the charts. Tell everyone you know to download it. We will do a video one. That's coming soon. But let's just get this one back. Also, if you know any birds in Hawaii, tell them I'm here because, you know, I get ever so bored <laughs> some evening. Oh, God. That's finally <laughs> happened. You can do all right on your own, can't you? Oh, no, sorry, you're not famous out there. I'm not famous. I can't go around talking to people being pleasant, pretending to be nice hour after hour, it's exhausting. Yeah, it must be but difficult. I'm, people just I like say, the good old that days. Cat weasel with... over there? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that on BBC World. Is that <laughs> <laughs> they think I'm worse of gummage, actually. He was played by the same actor. I'm a, a, no, he wasn't. compromise. Was he me? Pertwee. So. No, it wasn't. Pertwee. He was the crow man. He was the crow man. Um, ah. Was he? I don't know. What's he? Hey, listen, if you've got any information about Russell Gummidge, or indeed Cat Weasel, then do send, send it to this brand. morning that's already happened, because it's not live. <laughs> Why don't you mail it into the distant past? We've already cruised off into the future. Yeah. Um, hold on, I've got some other important things to talk about, or should we listen to a record? What do you think? Uh, so let's got... have a record. What are you going to put on? James. Go on then. Laid. Go on then, put them on. And then when we come back, we'll have a little chat about... We're going to Montreal, me and you, Matthew, for a comedy festival. Also, uh, we're touring the country with a bit of comedy. I'm not. Some very important... You are, young man. I've got some very important information. What? Go on then, put your record on. Hang on, no. You're put telling me I've got to go on tour. I'll speak to you about <laughs> this in this record. <laughs> 
That was James. You listen to Russell Brand on Radio 2. What is it, Lay? Laid. I like that bit where you go, uh, come back home. You said it all sentimental, didn't I didn't, you? I just accidentally said, when are you coming home? It's because you missed me a little bit. Now then, uh, right, I've got a few important things to talk about. Now, <clears throat> we was wondering about Casper the Friendly Ghost last week, why a ghost would be so friendly, being as how he's dead and that, he might be angry about dying. That was our presumption. We've had a swathe of emails, thank you very much for those, russell.brand at bbc.co.uk, telling us the grim, dark story behind Casper's death. Apparently, Casper the lad was out sl uh, sledging, slaying, toboggining, one of those type of words, uh, and uh, his dad in instructed him very clearly that he was to come back indoors. Advice that Casper <laughs> foolishly did not heed. He then died, I believe, of pneumonia, and then a film happened about a friendly ghost. I can't imagine... If, I've not seen that film, but I can't... I think if I saw that as a sort of prelogue, that I just think I'd feel sad for the whole rest prelogue? of the film. Prologue? Prologue. I That's don't know it. what the right word is. But it's like, but I, um... It's like, <clears throat> uh... What's his name? Van Gogh. You know, like, the most successful in death. He is, isn't he? It wasn't Casper's a film about Casper the Friendly Lad, was there? <laughs> People didn't give him monkeys when he was just sledging about. They thought he was a right proper <laughs> little dick. <laughs> Second he died, they're all over him. They <laughs> can't get enough of him. So off on the way. Off on the way, this. Yes, as you say, Matthew, like Van Gogh, some would say, like Ian Curtis from Joy Division, that only in death did they find true greatness. I'm a bit uh, concerned, actually, like why a friendly ghost would be more. I don't, I don't want a friendly ghost. Like, you know I don't I mean? want a friendly ghost, so keep your friendly ghost. Are you talking <laughs> like that? <laughs> I don't want no scrubs. I don't want no friendly ghosts. I'm ghost. afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how friendly you are. I'm, I like that um, Bustin Makes Me Feel Good song. That's a song we should listen to. Yeah, that's Let really good, isn't it? Mikey, it is, get that out of the computer. Mikey! Stop twirling your top hat, Ray, you big money-bags millionaire Jr. nerd. Yeah, I ain't Jr. afraid of no ghosts. Burn it, burn it. It's good it is. <laughs> I like the bit when he goes, Buster makes me feel good! Why don't you be in a film like that? I'm trying! You I'm could trying be like Egon Spengler. I'm being Bill Murray if I'm in Ghostbusters, mate. What? If there's, a, if there's a new Ghostbusters, I don't want to be Egon Spengler. He's the disposable, dispensable nerd one. Well, you think you Bill Murray's... Be... No. You, I see you as a Rick Moranis character. No! <laughs> I'm not being Rick Moranis! <laughs> I don't want to be him! I've got a certain something, a je ne sais quoi! What about me, je ne sais quoi? Come on, you can't ignore that. Hold on, I've got lots more important things to say. What was that about? What were we on about just then? Oh, yeah, I had a computer game of Ghostbusters as a lad. Oh, so right. it's impossible. It was very difficult to bust them ghosts, which has made me admire... I take back what I say about Egon Spengler, because he did a bloody difficult job. It was difficult to bust those ghosts. But what I wanted to say is that they had made the tune much more sort of simple. Uh, the Ghostbusters, with all its, uh, all its uh, sort of sass and sex appeal, had been and reduced funk. to this. All its funk, its funk had gone straight out the window. There was no funk. It went dun 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 dun
dun dun that's how it went which for me i mean it was only on a spectrum but you know that coupled with the impossibility of ca uh, catching even the early ghosts and the expense of buying the proper ghostbusters car made the game yeah, unworkable that's what you had to do to go around the grid in the car and then when you got there there was a ghost and you had to throw the yeah. box on the floor and make the two waves you know what you call we it, all the know you can't cross the streams we know them. that from our childhood Net, don't cross those streams do you know what I mean? I'm, I'd be far more likely to use intravenous drugs than oh, cross yeah. the streams. Why are you talking about drugs so much? Probably because I'm so depressed and unhappy, <laughs> and I'm a recovering drug addict. <laughs> what do you want, a leaflet? <laughs> this is a cry for help! Get well, listen, me home. here's something to cheer you up. Go on. Is the podcast number one again? No, listen. What is it? <gasps> Hold on it. <laughs> Don't ruin it with your spectrum noise, because this is funk. Here we go, funk it up! Ray Parker Jr., Ghostbusters. You listen to Russell Brand on Good. Radio 2. Some of them things, though, you couldn't get the Ghostbusters to deal with. Something, what he said, someone walking through your head? That just means you've got mental illness. It doesn't say that. It said, it says, an invisible man sleeping in your bed, something weird in your head, or something. Bed was rhymed with head, and it was something going on in your head. You might as well say, chop it off your willy in a Turkish <laughs> restaurant. Who are you going to call <laughs> Ghostbusters? I don't think that some of them problems are beyond the jurisdiction of the Ghostbusters, in my view. Having said that, the 80s didn't see many other movies that united an audience in, with such a common sense of purpose. It was a joy, wasn't it, to see Ghostbusters, Matthew? It was, but didn't, like, Slimer, that green ghost thing... Yeah. Which is everyone's yeah. favourite. He yeah. wasn't he was the shape of a human, right? So if he, what was he the ghost of? It's like Casper isn't really the shape what of a human. What was he the ghost of? Yeah. <laughs> what was Casper the ghost of? Because there was some the human looking ghost. racist. No, he was just sort of a green ball. Yeah, no, I mean, Casper at least oh, conforms Kasper, to the. Right, yeah. yeah. And I think that's just they're meant to have the mortuary sheet on them, innit? No, Casper like, hasn't got that. He's like a, he's Willow the Wispy shaped and he's got a big <laughs> yeah, light bulb shaped. head. It's a tradi- Oh, yeah. You're I'm thinking, thinking of, of a new schmoo. You're thinking of the ghosts out of uh, Pac-Man. I'm not thinking <laughs> of those. Those dirty devils. I'll never think of them again after the way they treat Mrs. Pac-Man. They treat her and she would know better than dog dirt on their boots. I'm not thinking of them. I was thinking of the new schmoo a little bit. Who? He was neither new schmoo. He was yeah, used was, to be uh, on the was telly. old, wasn't it? Yeah, he was old, mate. He was a T. What I don't know what drove him forward, really. What made him tick? He was a bit like Captain Caveman era of TV. He was, yeah. used to crop up round then. He didn't really have any agenda. I didn't know what he was on about, really. Tell you the truth, Captain Caveman was an oddball. He's just so aggressive. What was wrong with him? Yeah. And he never really, he didn't, Marsha fancies him. Marsha, my assistant, she's here. Well, she fancies so Captain Caveman. She fancies, like, people, like, beardy type, long-haired sorts of people. That's what she goes don't for, Chris Christopher. Describe me, mate. <laughs> she's got her eye right on you, sunshine. She wouldn't have any problem applying sun cream to you. Unlike me, walking around like I was wearing red spectacles for three days as a result of her lack cluster performance on the beach you all should be all over you should what? be up and down your flanks what does uh what's marsha's uh most embarrassing disgusting job she has to do for you um sometimes she has to buy medicinal things from the pharmacy for, <laughs> for a gentleman sometimes a gentleman has requirements matthew marsha has to meet those requirements what's she Who doing knows? about your uh, constipation 
I now listen. There's absolutely no. Coconuts. <laughs> the state of Too my many bowels. Almonds. Probably full of almonds, mate. <laughs> I've scarcely touched an almond, so I've only had them during this show to help me unwind the pressure of having to deal with you. Now come along. News. <coughs> news. I've got no. What news now? Yeah, we haven't got time to talk about anything else than news. I might like to know what the hell's happening on Earth. Do you want to know what's going on on Earth? Because if you do want to know what's going on on Earth, let's tell you. It's bloody news. Here's some news. News now from 88 to 91 FM. This is Radio 2 from the BBC. And here's the news now. 80s Matchbox. There's some more words to their name. What does that fly like an eagle? Rise of the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh. Well, what do you want from do me? I mean, Hawaii. <laughs> was, we played White Man in Hammersmith Palais, and you went, yes, That's White right. Man in Hammers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, laugh it up. Laugh it up. <laughs> You're listening to Russell Brand on Radio 2. That was the news. And then after that, there was them the fellas, weren't they, singing that song about birds. I He's a pro. <laughs> Listen, I've got email here. It's from James. You've also London, got an almond goes, in your gob. <laughs> I'm having a delicious almond an email. These are my only comforts in life now. I'm just listening to your show. I think your podcast... I think the reason your podcast is diving is because us listeners feel like the children from a broken brand slash Morgan family. Mummy oh. is off playing with horses and island men, says James, while father is at home trying to appear on the surface composing <laughs> in control, whilst in reality, Matt is downing bottle after bottle of vodka after every podcast edit. Hmm. Why am I the mum? Why am I an alcoholic? <laughs> but together, we make it work, don't we? <laughs> P.S. Don't rely on the Americans to boost podcasts. They probably think Russ is some love child of Howard Stern and that, could, and that could be the start of a very messy love affair with the American public. We've got a genuine American in here in the shape of Janae. Janae, uh, do you think then that you're an American, aren't you? Right, come over, put your, will you be on mic for a second? I'll need to quiz you about the views of an American. Is that the right microphone? Right, Janae is the engineer. She's here today. She is a genuine American lady. Now, Janae, let's work out what some of your views are. You've been watching about an hour of this show. Also, you've been privy to the bits while records were on, where Matt talks about things like um, his bowel dysfunction, his homosexual <laughs> desires, <laughs> in explicit graphic detail. What do you make of this radio show? I like it a lot. I think it's funny. It's Do better you? than some of the stuff we have here. Some of it, but not all of it. <laughs> most of it. Most better of than it. most of it. Shall we push that a little bit further? It's the best show I've ever heard in my life. Woohoo! There we go. We've conquered America. It's Beatlemania. <laughs> better than Jesus. Who wouldn't be? Come on, stop <laughs> smashing our LPs right away. We'll get this podcast to number one. Uh, but excuse me, Janae. Could you? Uh, we need our podcast uh, <laughs> to me, be lady. in America. Excuse me, lady. You, my mum, can I have a cuddle? <laughs> please. Uh, we want that. Can you tell people in America to listen to our podcast, please? Because uh, I'm making films over here now. I've got to come over here, become famous. I don't like it when I'm not famous. It's I'll like, get it well, out on MySpace. Will right, ya? Right away. Oh, definitely. Janae. And I'll listen. Will you? You'll like listen. Your yeah. Janae. I don't know if I've ever felt these urges before. <laughs> Janae, you've got about two minutes. Get out of there. <laughs>
I'm afraid it's already too late. <laughs> Janae. Jean Janae. She's in our room. So, Janae, you like the old radio show, eh? I do. You realise in Old Blighty, I'm quite, oh, I suppose you could say, quite famous and successful. Are you a single woman? I am indeed. Hello! <laughs> single, you say? That's yeah. them what's not got a boyfriend or a husband, or ain't it, ain't oh, it? Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> not locally. There we go, that's the same as not having one. Janae, you just sit down and enjoy the silly glamour of our radio show, and if you start feeling a bit euphoric and confused and start getting urges, just write them down on a bit of paper and push them over to me. Right. That's Janae, actually, is the engineer here for us. Last week we had a lad called uh, Jesse, unfortunately he's been arrested on suspicion of being a drug fiend. <laughs> <laughs> no, he hasn't. He's, uh, he's still at large. Okay, so, um, oh, that's, so do you think that might be it then, Matthew? Do you think the podcast might be plummeting because now uh, this has the dynamic of a broken family. No, I think we're uh, it's, we're holding it together. I think it's just plummeting because, you know, there's better things or other things. Not better. Not better, but things you know that are related new to TV things. programs, crossover mm. things, multimedia crossover. things. Crossover. See, when's our new television show back on in September? It's gonna we'll be, be back so on. good. <gasps> You're oh. in it. I'm in it. You're working on it, aren't you? Yep. Right, we've got a new programme coming on Channel 4 in September. Now, I'm going to be touring soon. Uh, come and see me, please, because, by God, it's going to be bloody good. Right. Have you ever noticed that when you're me, these things you feel inside of yourself? No, right, it's, no, this, right, I'll tell you what, I've done now, Matt. I've gone ever so political. I've decided, you know all this talk of revolution, I've decided to scale oh, no. me a bit. That's why. Yep, that's right, political now. What do you it's talk a lot about? Of, well, mostly it's the government, mate. Yeah, the bloody government. They've been effing us, and I I don't normally swear, but they've been effing us around a bit too long. That's why I've decided to step really in. really going to do political comedy? Mm, it's, you know, a lot of social observations, really. I mean, it's very much, you know, if uh, Che Guevara were alive now, it's very much the sort of thing he'd be doing if he wasn't, uh, didn't have so much integrity and wasn't committed to revolution, but just thought, I wonder what's the best way to pull birds. Exactly. That sort of stuff. I don't stuff. think you can, people, you know, will take you seriously as a dissenting voice when you've spent an hour doing your hair. <laughs> just the way it works. You can't, you know. My hair is a symbol of man's struggle against oppression. <laughs> it's a symbol. <laughs> yeah, why not? Could be, couldn't it? Yeah. Right, no, um, that, yeah, no, it's good. That it's, it'll be well good. I've written some really good stuff and loads and loads Don't of stuff from when we go to Montreal. Stuff. Just sort of drop political. bits in there, drop some bombs in there every now yeah, and again. Yeah, just drop them all, careful, steady. Um, no, it's not like, uh, it's not political in a kind of, you know, in an academic way. I just like, what I've done is I've looked at, I've cast my eye over a few things, Matt, and let me tell you, I'm, I'm not quite satisfied, so I'm going to express in some of those views. And let me tell you, the uh, powers that be better start running for cover, because there's um, a new kid in town, and uh, he's got some pretty ill-researched opinions. <laughs> so I've got, an, I've got an email here from Connor Roche in Epson. Dear Russell, I have a major problem. My name is Connor. That's not that bad. A lot of people are called That's that. Nice I'm 16. I like it. I'm 16 years old, and I recently ran the lighting for my school's production of Les Miserables. The show was fantastic, and show everyone biz. agrees. Oh, yeah. Everyone agrees that it was a huge success. However, now some people, especially Andy and Nick, oh, those pair of gips, are moaning, saying that the show was a waste of money and should instead have been used on the school's photocopying budget. As an artist, <laughs> I am convinced that you will agree with me that putting on an incredible show is indeed worthwhile and is a much better endeavour than having some photocopies. I hope you will agree with me as I need you to help settle this long and bitter 
argument. Loving the show. You are a legend, Connor Roche Epson. Well, let's see. I think that, uh, yeah, a school production of Les Miserables is more valuable than photocopies. Unless, of course, those photocopies are of perhaps people's bums or something. In, in which case, they could be time. entertaining. You, uh... You did that when we went to Sky, when you were on the news show in the morning because you'd done, like, a naked protest. At May uh, Day, the beginning of my political dissenting, some uh, would say. What was that programme called on Sky? Um, Rise. Rise, but when it first started and it was like a... It was still called Rise. It had, uh, Kirsty Gallagher on it. It had, um, young Edith Colin Bowman. Murray. Bowman. She turned up. And yeah. You, you were sat on a photocopier, still drunk yeah. from the night before. <laughs> and, uh, a woman who worked there sort of came up and went, and you went, this photocopy doesn't work, even though you were sat on it with your trousers and pants down. And she went, oh, uh, yeah, there's something wrong with it. You'll have to use the one upstairs. <laughs> yeah, right, really well, I will one. then. Toddling <laughs> off in your uh, bum. <laughs> yeah, we've got footage of that day, actually, Matthew, and there's oh, a, yeah. a glorious moment. Yes, yeah, I know. Yeah. On... But where you well, go at the toilet? Particular bit. Yeah, there's a bit where I'm talking to Matthew, I think. No, I wasn't in there. It was and just defecate in the middle of a conversation. It's just me sat on the toilet going, well, I don't know why I'm doing this thing going on Sky 4. Well, you know, I hope it's not embarrassing. <laughs> and do a whoopsie. And, it, and it, it, was, it sounded like a rather loose stool. I mean, those were the crazy days of, of drug abuse. Thank God we've moved on and put them terrible times now he's behind us. <laughs> I'm going to talk about it. Oi! Listen, there's nothing, I'm having very, very successful movements. It's the sea air. I don't think I've ever been happier. Unlike you, young man, who your whole childhood is a litany of embarrassing toilet stories oi, oi, of you no having way. urine dried off on your genitals well, like, because you've weed yourself. Five. When you was a magician's assistant, Matthew, you let down the children <laughs> in the audience and the magician and yourself by weeing all over the stage and asking to take the rabbit home. I, I wasn't a magician's illusions. assistant. I wasn't employed by him. I was asked up to be his assistant you were like for the purposes Debbie of McGee. one trick. If you can envisage <laughs> Debbie McGee just standing on the stage, wetting herself while Paul Daniels is trying to impress us with a free card, a bit of close-up magic, then you have what the people of Dartford endured as young Matthew Morgan sprayed him all with his own What juices. about Russell Brand as a boy who, when he did go to the toilet successfully, <laughs> was rewarded with a farm animal? And then over the years, he built his own small holding of sheep and pigs built out of toilet worries and woes. Whoopsie farm, I called it! <laughs> <laughs> All right, what about a young Matthew Morgan, a man so... <laughs> didn't he poo on a tape recorder once? Yes. Didn't you, you... You were recording him and his sisters were recording the Brother sounds of their there. own fart, which is a disgusting, <laughs> degrading thing to do under any circumstances, when Matthew, so excited and overwhelmed by the filthy, puerile situation, defecated, he goes, here, I've got a winner, and strained too hard, oh. and made fecal masher all over the tape recorder and the recording survives to this day next week we will be <laughs> debuting the sound of matthew it doesn't Morgan. i recorded over it to stop myself getting in trouble but we, i did listen back to it and it was funny <laughs> what were you saying what were you what did you it say goes, go on, go on, i've got a good one i've got a good one then it happens and then you hear my sister go ah, tell mum tell mum and they run off and then make no stop i can change <laughs> It'll never happen again, please! <laughs> Let me live! Okay, let's um, raise the tone, because that's disgusting what we were just doing there. I can't think then. of anything else about you, and that's I really can. annoying. Gutted. Here's an email from Chris Engler. Hello, he says. 
uh, <laughs> greetings to you from the colonies. <laughs> um, so, yeah, people of Canada, get ready, because we're coming to Montreal, do that comedy festival soon. He goes, I can understand how you're unhappy there in Hawaii, not being famous. I'm all right, I'm coping with it now. I've settled down, I've found spiritual truth, and I think it's going to really inspire me new material. Not being famous myself, says young Chris, I can empathise with what it's like to not be famous, as I'm not famous all the time. Oh, guess that's a good point, Chris. Uh, but also, he goes, staying in the USA, I think it's appropriate to bring to light an excellent quote from General George Patton. All glory is fleeting. I'd encourage you, dear Russell, not to be perturbed by the fact you're not familiar to people of Hawaii, and follow the advice of one of your own great countrymen, Winston Churchill, and focus on ideals less ephemeral than fame. All the great things yes. are simple, and many, and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honour, duty, mercy, hope. Right, that will be the focus. <laughs> there is something strange in the neighbourhood. I don't know who we're going to call. Winston Churchill! I'll tell you what, right, let's, now we've uh, raised the tone from uh, the image of Matthew Morgan Shut doing a whoopsie on his sister's birthday present tape recorder. <laughs> Why don't we listen to a record? Matt, you're in charge of the music this hour. What are we listening to, mate? Uh, we're going to listen to Panic. The Smiths! The Smiths! Hank the DJ. The Smiths panic, Matt, doing that ridiculous impression of Morrissey that people do that's actually nothing like him. You're listening to Russell Brand on Radio 2. Coming up in the show, we've got some fantastic things happening, like Noel Gallagher, he's going to chat to us. We are going to orchestrate that ice cream van thing. But although someone sent me, oh no, someone sent me an email saying that it's dangerous to do ice cream vans. Listen to this. Uh, dear Russell, um, actually, yeah, dear Matt and Russell, Russell, don't feel left out. I put Matt first because it seemed to flow better and it's alphabetically correct. You fiend. This is Tom Lassie. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think I have a good idea for getting your podcast back to number one. Some other podcasts have a huge backlog of their previous week's entries on iTunes, so when you click one of them, you get a huge list of all the ones ever done. Right, let's do that. That would be good. And then he continues. I don't know if the scoundrels at The Apprentice have been using devious tactics. I refuse to look at, my com uh, at their podcast with my computer. Also, be careful with your ice cream celebration van idea. My friend's dad used to be an ice cream man in his youth, and there is a lot of rivalry between them. They have different turfs. Ooh, I don't like to think of an ice cream man having turf, like, mm. you know, because it might get in the ice cream. I've got some turf in here. It's got all mixed in with the lemon sorbet. It makes me feel unsettled. It's like the kind of thing you'd do on a tape recorder. And we'll apparently... They have different turfs, and Let we'll apparently go. get violent. Yeah, listen, we can learn something here, Matthew. There's an opportunity to learn something, but you're so self-obsessed <laughs> that you can't move forward. Um... They have different turfs and would apparently get violent if someone invades theirs. My friend's dad got chased away by an ice cream man wielding a chain. That couldn't be further from the blissful <laughs> ideology conjured up by like the gentle ice cream music and then an ice cream man wearing his white jacket. They, they, it's weird that they have to wear them uniforms like dentists or doctors, isn't it? Ice cream mans. Why do they have to wear them uniforms for? Why there's, is it, Matthew? There's some radio there from Russell Brand. <laughs> Sony award-winning, I'm sure. <laughs> That's just a sideways look at life. Also, uh, you might like to think that perhaps that the ice creams are used to keep us docile and spellbound by a government that oh, don't want to get touch with our spirituality <laughs> and what, inner unity. What about unity? the fact that the ice cream's got no dairy content in it? It's actually just what? Uh, yeah, it's not right. It's not cream More at all. corruption. There's it's no from bloody a powder. cream. It's really horrible, but it's tasty. It nice. should be called powder ice. It should be called dust cream. It should be called. <laughs> It should be called Mushroom Cloud Cornet Snack. And what about My the um, badly painted cartoon characters? They've got no rights to use them and they just paint yeah. on really odd like, versions of, you know, Bunny yeah, Rabbit. Like What's his name? A pink Bugs, Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny. 
He's not a bloke, Matthew. What's, yeah, what's that the guy's bloke? name? I thought he was called Bunny Rabbit. He was one of your dad's friends. <laughs> Bunny, who's that bloke, Bunny Rabbit? Used to come round my house, ask, "What's up, duck?" When I was a kid, he always said, "What's up, duck? What's up, duck?" You're out of control, lad. Uh, my yeah. So listen, and then more, and also they used to have mind that child written on the back of them, and I didn't like that yeah, because slow children, and then yeah. By that time, it's run you over anyway, because that's the back of it. It's too late. You know, run over no by time. the back of it. They don't reverse into you. No, I'm just saying, it says mind that child. I don't know, maybe you'd be reading that and you might run someone over. And I also didn't like it when that ice cream van come round and it was, uh, like, instead of having feast, they had festival. I didn't like that. Oh, God. I like a feast, you not suffer. a festival. And why was the 99 called a 99? Got no connection to 99. Yeah? Okay, that's just some of the new political gear I'll be busting <laughs> out there on the tour. Yeah, we're bringing them Why down, did you say I have to go on tour with you? You said you Oh, gonna... yeah. You've got to come on tour with me. There's a lot of pressure on you. Also, continues Tom Lassie, at what? my old school, <laughs> two ice cream vans had a kind of mini war at the top gate. Ah, oh, he says that like we all went to his school. Had a kind of mini war at the top gate where one used to park. They kept marking down prices and doing offers. <laughs> Doing offers. Yeah, I'm doing an offer. Ice cream at a cheaper price than another ice cream. Or you'll get a smack in the mouth. Don't mind that child. Run the little punk over. Right. Then eventually we got banned from going up there. Oh no, they got banned from going. Well, you know, that's life for you. Be careful. It's really, they, I don't think they should be allowed to park them ice cream vans outside in that fashion. No, not should with they? childhood obesity being no. what it is. Bit more politics there. Okay, so, um, yeah. Hang on, why, why, is... you keep saying I have to go on tour with you and there's a lot of pressure on me. What am I going yeah, to do? Yeah, I need you to come on tour. When I get back from Hawaii, going on tour, touring the country, and uh, I need you to come with me. A lot of pressure. What's, a lot well, hang of on, pressure. But do what? Do your well, hair? Could... Carry your shoes? No, we've got, <laughs> we've got people to do the shoes and the hair carrying. That's all under control. What we do need is uh, you to be there just to do a few announcements, a few on-stage sketches, a bit of performances, and some people are hoping you might recreate that beautiful moment from your childhood <laughs> where you did a poo on a tape recorder. <laughs> some people are calling it modern art. Here's an email from someone called Matt P. Uh, <clears throat> He's sent us an idea for a docu documentary. Why do he's actually done it quite well. Title, Shay Brand, The Motorcycle Monologues. A TV documentary feature, 120 minutes. A schedule, three months in South America. Russell and Matt following the footsteps, open brackets, closed brackets, bike tracks, of Che Guevara and his travelling companion Alberto by set setting off on 60cc Norton motorcycles and tracing the route Che took through South America in the 50s followed by and then he's put at the end followed by a small dot crew and support team might be fun yeah alright we'll do it that we're sounds doing, a good idea don't it quite similar to that though, aren't we what that going on the route of Jack, Jack Kerouac and the yeah. Beat Poets? Yeah, yeah. you know, you don't know nothing about Jack Kerouac and well, the Beat Poets. Wake up, Grandad, because I've got been sent all the DVDs and books, and I'm going to learn it and beat you oh, on it. Oh no! <laughs> You'll never beat me because I'll I'm be a wise air. sage in that documentary with all the knowledge. <laughs> of me. Matt, uh, would Kerouac have liked these shows? Matt, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> no way, mate. You'll be like you always are. You'll be a skittering, nervous wreck in that documentary while I stride manfully into new you. territories. No. Yeah. What'll happen we is might be as soon as the camera's off, so we're just going to bed down here for the night, just like Kerouac did here on the street. <laughs> then the camera turns yeah. off. Right, get into my hotel. Matt can sleep here. He'll experience it. He'll he'll tell us what it was like in the morning. Now, listen, I want English papers. English papers are online. Why don't you read them online? It's 
not the same. You can't touch it in your hands. You can't get the print on your fingers. It's not the same. It don't feel right somehow. <laughs> you, you'll experience everything that Kerouac experienced, young man. You will get out there <laughs> Including <experience>. death. <laughs> you will have some acid, you will have your heart broken by your wife, and you will die a tragic death without being truly appreciated. <laughs> you better get used to it, or I'm going to be living it up, living a life like Lionel Richie in some of the world's best hotels, falling in love with that lass. <laughs> right, OK, here's another email. Remember, Matthew, we were very worried about where Peter Tatchell, gay rights campaigner, was. Well, here's some news. Hello, Russell and Matt, says Emilio Garcia Calitz. You once asked, what happened to Peter Tatchell? Well, gay human rights, uh, gay human rights, that's good. Gay human rights, like, only for gay humans. No, I think he's a human rights activist he's and he happens comma. to be gay. Gay human rights activist Peter Tatchell has been chosen as the Green Party's candidate to fight Oxford East at the next election. To f well, does that well, like fight Being gay is nothing to do with the environment. Mm, I don't know, is it? Maybe. Depends where you're gay and how you do the gayness. It's up to them, really, Matt. Let's not judge the gays and what they want to do. I think it's no coincidence that Peter is out and about again, seeing as Russell is in the States and the revolution has been left behind in the UK. Peter is trying to usurp the brand party, and this is his first step. I download the podcast and at work for my, and for my flatmate on his computer, which makes it free time for podcasts. If everyone did the same, all your dreams really would come true and the revolution would be in better shape. Damn you, Tatchell. Good, Emilio. That is a lovely email. Well done for downloading the podcast in three different ways there. Why don't me and you start downloading it, Matthew? I We're told idiots. you. I, I haven't... Well, actually, iTunes doesn't work on my computer anymore. I use, Bloody thing. I use Winamp now, so there's a plug for them. iTunes is a bit mad. Is it? Yep. No, don't use Winamp. We'll go down the charts. Do Winamp have a chart? Oh, yeah. iTunes is a reliable charts. piece of software. <laughs> Good old iTunes, get us right up them charts. Now, um, uh, yeah, should we listen to a record? Because I'm looking at some stuff here, and quite frankly, you look at it and it makes you think, well, makes me want to listen to a record. Is Noel Gallagher awake? Noel Gallagher, we'll ring him in a minute. Let's listen to a record, then have another bit of a chat, then ring Noel Gallagher. Noel Gallagher will be on this show. Let's do that thing where we try and talk to him about controversial things. Right, let's think of some controversial things. Here, gay rights. Let's ask him about that. He'll okay. have all sorts of views on that and, and the environment. He'll go mental, won't he? Yeah. Right, what are we going to listen to, Matt? Uh, Black Keys. Yeah, all right, let's listen to them. They're nice. There's only a couple of them, aren't there? Two of them. Make a lovely racket. Black Keys there. This is Russell Brown on Radio 2. What is it? Act nice and natural. <laughs> Act nice and gentle. I'll get something right. No way! What have I got to get things right for? Who's going to stop me? Jesus, the government, the people that used to run the Cubs, they can all F off. Oh, I'm Kayla. in Hawaii now. Lady yeah, Arcada. Do you know you weren't a Cub, were you? Yeah, I was actually were for a you? couple of weeks. They were up to no good. There was something going on there. It's fishy. What do you want to be a Cub leader for? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, why bother? No, it's all right. There's some nice activities. I don't like things where they make you dress up the same as everyone else and tie things up and set don't things on fire. Try and make yourself look like a young Che Guevara. Hey. I didn't like it. I didn't like answering to the man. I didn't like the hey. woggle. It was too tight around my neck, you know? I wanted to just hit the road. I set up my own cub camp down by the river. A couple of, a couple of homeless guys. 
We just used to sit around, play bongos most nights, <laughs> smoke, a lot, smoke a lot of wacky We had one of those metal, metal bins with a fire in it. it crazy times. <laughs> Rocky used to run by sometimes and would sing a cappella for a while, and I'd write some poems. That's guess that's why I got selected to do this Kerouac doc. <laughs> Probably drag Matt Morgan along for the ride, not that he knows anything about Kerouac. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> you probably want to present a program called Kerouac-a-day and do it with Timmy Mallet and try and make it all about... You love that little mallet. You mention it about five times a week, don't Mr. you? Mr. Mallet. They are. He's all. Mr. Mallet. That, that was when Mallet's Mallet had seen better days, mate. That weren't even the mallet. That was when Timmy Mallet's mallet had all fallen apart and they just thought, give the mallet a voice. <laughs> you said mallet too many times. It doesn't mean anything. No! That was when mallet's mallet, mallet, mallet <laughs> fell apart, then mallet. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, we're wide awake. It's good to know you're ready. You're wide awake. So on your marks and get set go. That used to inspire me of a morning. Let me tell ya. I oh, used you to spring from my bed. Rock and roll, Timmy Mallet. Anyway, haven't you? So <laughs> it clearly inspired you. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't. Cause that's the sort of thing that could stick. Let's not say that Rock anymore. Rock and roll, Timmy Mallet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then you're bloody Strachan, then. You're Michaela Strachan. Good, she was sexy. <laughs> Did you read too much Mallet, into it? The best of bird is me and Mallet hang around sometimes. Actually, sometimes you are get... friends with Mallet, aren't you? <laughs> You've met him at Big Mouth, Big Brother's Big Mouth, you and Mallet. <laughs> oh, Mr. Mallet, um, I've always respected you and in many ways based my career on you just with a different look, but I'd really hate it if the tabloids started calling me a rock and roll Timmy Mallet. <laughs> Osborne oh. Russell Brand has come out with his obsession with Timmy Mallet, 80s weirdo. Because <laughs> you have got a picture of Timmy Mallet over your bed, haven't you? <laughs> but, oh, no, no, sorry, I'm not going to mention that. It's <laughs> more of a ice sculpture, really. <laughs> and as mallet drips down into my mouth, as uh, the bed gets hotter and it. hotter, I get more of mallet spatula. Uh, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's because I'm a beat poet, man. I just go with the flow. Be -bop, be -bop, ah, be -bop, Kerouac was one of those. I've read a book. Yes, he was. No, you don't know nothing. You don't know nothing about Kerouac. Here, where's Noel Gallagher? Let's ring him up. What do he say? He's busy till another 15 minutes. Half an hour. We won't be here no more, will we? Um, Surely not. Not if there's any justice in the world. It's time for bed. I, I can't see the clock, but... I keep trying to get him to, to get involved. Can we call you now? Da, 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 da. Okay. Right, ring him now. He just sent me a text saying, ring now, ring now. Go on then, Right, Mikey, Mikey ring Noel Gallagher. Right, now it's for the regular item that we call, uh, Gallagher's Island, where Noel Gallagher <laughs> asked that we get Noel Gallagher to say things, what's controversial in that. Right, Matt, come on, write some things down. Let's say, get him to talk about, uh, gay rights, what's the other thing, the environment, um, what else can we get him to talk about? Well, why don't you get him to do a report on what's going on in this country for you? He's All your right, man yeah. on the ground. He sent another email. Not email, that one what goes to your phone. Seriously, man, hurry up. God, it sounds threatening. Ring him, Mikey! Mikey, make it happen. Mikey, you came you here in a Rolls Royce, you should do some work. <laughs> Mikey, you're living your life like Lady Penelope. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a thug life tattooed across your abdomen, living it up, tipping fullies <laughs> to the curb. Get on with your job! I, Mike. I have to call from the studio, though. That's alright. Make it happen. But Go and do it! 
He's getting angry. Look at him now. He's, he's starting to go seriously, man. Hurry up on my text message. You know what he's like. He's probably drunk. He's, he'll be out of his mind on drowsy drugs. Come on. It's not very early in the morning for him, isn't it? Is it? What time is it in Euclidiley? Ten to nine on a Saturday morning. That's no way to live your life. Mind you, Soccer AM starts soon. Oh, I miss Soccer AM. Oh, Christ. You can watch things like that online. You just need a laptop. You just need to get with it. You can watch Soccer AM online? Of course you can. Probably. You can watch telly online. Yeah, you buy something or pay for something and you can do it. Hmm. No? Yes. Oh, no. You sound curmudgeonly. I've missed you. Have you missed me? It's 20 to 9 in the morning. We're wide awake, it's good to know you already, and you're wide awake. Man, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm slightly hungover and uh, quite grumpy. Yeah, uh, Matt says that I'm the, uh, I'm a rock and roll Tim, Timmy Mallet. <laughs> what? No. Matt yes. said I'm a rock and roll Timmy Mallet. No, it's Matt been on the mushrooms again. Yeah, yeah I suppose he's not head. very rock and roll, is he? In what kind of way? Well, yes, yeah, you maybe slightly, could be as annoying as Timmy Mallet at times. <laughs> thanks, I appreciate that. Well, well you know, thanks got, for your time. Well, you and Timmy Mallet have got that slight annoying timber to your voice when you get yeah. excited. <laughs> right, that's yep. it. Stop it, cause you'll make me joyless. <laughs> I, I happen to be an artist with a lot of credibility. Now, come well. on. I met, so your, no. I, met your, uh, I met your I met your stylist out the other night. Sharon, what did you say to her? Uh, she came up she came up to me and said I'm Russell's stylist, and I said, well, yeah. Congr yeah, congratulations. I said to her. <laughs> well, you know, I have won yeah. awards for my style. And she walked off. <laughs> <laughs> you probably weren't warm and friendly enough. Oh no! Well, it was. Um, where were we? Oh, it was that. It was it was at an art exhibition in Brick Lane. What are you doing at an art exhibition? Yeah. yeah, what was I doing at? Well, the artist was a very close friend of mine, and he was uh, exhibiting his work, and I went down to uh, basically have my picture taken with him and get his poxy exhibition some publicity. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, what's been going on in the UK, in your life, and in the news? Because I'm a bit out of touch now. Uh, let me see, what have I been doing? Um... I oh, I went to see that Shane Meadows the other night. This is England. Oh, is it? What's uh, all the skinheads? Yeah, I went to the National Film Theatre to see that. Uh, that was pretty good. Um, it's been getting on. I like Shane really. Meadows. Yeah, he's a top geezer, man, and uh, the, the film was great. But other than that, I've been getting bang on it every night this week. Yeah, because actually Matt was saying it's in the paper that um, you're living a life of a sort of out of control sort of hobo gentleman. Yeah, I'm going to. Have to yeah, we'll start. There's, there's rumours of the starting back at work on a new record in a few weeks, so I'm kind of looking forward to that. I've, I've gone over the top a wee bit. Well, that'd be fantastic. You don't, you, you, say, you sound like you're muttering over the top of your vest. <laughs> I imagine you have all crushed up Doritos calling your chest hair. Uh, well, it's not that far from me. I'm actually in a taxi uh, just approaching Camden. I'm going to pick up my little, uh, my little daughter because she's coming to stay with her dad for the weekend. And, Lovely. Uh, it's, well, obviously it's very And it going to be embarrassing you being there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's that one? I said, won't it be embarrassing you being there? I was implying that you weren't your own child's father, Noel. I'm a, you know, it's, it's, it was off the cuff. Oh, dear. How's, how's lovely Sarah? She's radiant. Is she? Yeah, she's loving, she's loving being pregnant. Actually. I'm loving her being pregnant because when we go out, she has to stay sober. 
So really? I, get, I, get, I, can, I can relive the night the next day and I go, really? Did I, did I say that to him? I didn't mean that, though, when I said it. That kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, she, got, she had to undress me the other night, drunk. <laughs> Jesus Christ, now get yourself together! Right? What, you, what kind of life are you living? You've got another baby on the way. It's expected of me, Russell. <laughs> Having to be undressed by your girlfriend? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's an heartbreaking story. <laughs> no, but you know, but you, I'm sure you've been there when you get when you get that plastered that your your logic is, well, now I'll sleep in my clothes because I'm going to have to put them back on tomorrow anyway, so just leave me here. Yeah, like, yeah. Mi- that's a slippery slope, Noel. Yeah, and, y- and your missus is going... <laughs> well, what's the point in going to the toilet? I'll just have to go to the toilet again. <laughs> I might as well do it down my leg. <laughs> yeah, Sarah's going, well, at least take the shades off. At least just take them off. We <laughs> <laughs> can't sleep They're like a rock and roll star. Come on, Noel. Hang on a minute, Pity's mate. Just turn, right, just turn right in here. There we go. Oh, God, um, here it goes. No, I can. I can. I am one. Oh. Yeah, I know you are, I know you are. No one's disputing that. So, um, you're in, you're in Camden. Oh, blimey, I miss England, I really do. Right, well, Russell, just give us one minute here, because I'm just about to grab my daughter and put her in this taxi. Right? All right. Uh, right I hope you ain't give her that Rolls Royce that you bought for me. Do you remember you bought that Tolls Royce? I still don't add it, Matthew. The toy Rolls Royce. I've got it. It's Where there, is that? It's, uh, it's in the garage. I bet it's in the garage. It's only little. What have you got <laughs> next to your cars? Don't get drunk one night and try and drive it. Right, it's on the shelf in the garage. You're coming. Oh. <laughs> oh. You are, you are coming, is... yeah? Come on, then. <laughs> Hi, oh. Are you sure that's your daughter? <laughs> 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 yeah. Yes, it is, but, but yeah, that is better, that'd be. <laughs> right, in you go. Hang on a minute. Oh, right. good. She's right, all now, safe in the car now, is she? The, the handover's been done, we're back on the road. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Seamless, yeah. that was fantastic. Yeah, do you want to hear your Uncle Russell? Oh, yeah, yeah, let's have her. Hi. Hello, oh. darling, you alright? Yeah. What have you been doing? Uh, nothing. Nothing? <laughs> What's going on at school? Nothing. Listen, I'm, I'm not a police officer. That's your dad taught you not to answer questions like this. Um, does, well, not much. At Denise, all. does does Daddy smell a bit funny today? No. Bit of vinegary. Um, no, I haven't smelled him yet. Oh. Have a quick smell of him, because I think he might smell of booze. Okay. I'll put you back on to Dad. Okay. Oh. Bye. Well, how lovely. Bye, 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 darling. Uh, Isn't it lovely that she took responsibility for ending the call there? <laughs> <laughs> the unconditional love of a youngster. Fantastic, isn't oh. it? Oh, yeah, it's lovely. It makes me want to have some children. Yeah, well, you've, you've got to find the right person. Yeah, unless I'm, I'm thinking of setting up a harem. You've already got one of them anyway, haven't you? Yeah, but we've not started having babies yet. What do you think about that? I'll have a harem, few people, have all different children, all different colours. It'll be brilliant. Uh, it sounds like a Madonna video. It sounds, sound like, you know, <laughs> sounds, like sounds like a Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, as long as it's just a video. Actually, we do want to do some controversial stuff. So, uh, Noel, what do you think about gay rights? What? Gay rights, what do you think of him? <laughs> oh, it's just like, just let him get on with it. <laughs> um, all right what, then. What, what, what do you think of gay rights? Yeah, fine. I don't mind. I think everyone's the same, really. Just get on with what you're doing. Yeah, man. Okay. What do you think about um, people that have sort of burglars and that that are committing a lot of crime, but they're drug addicts? Should they be let out, or should you throw away the key? No. 
No, throw away the key. You gotta be, you got you gotta be brutal. You gotta be brutal. Yeah, so you're not just coming at the angle because you used to be a drug addict, right? And you think that, and you think, and you think that just because you're dependent on automatically means that you're allowed to be a criminal. Is that right? I think you should be compassionate towards well, people. Let me, no, well, let me, really? Yeah. Really? What, I do. So, if, so if you if you woke up, say say right now, you know your your tiny little flat in London, wherever it is. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a nice big house now. Yeah, yeah, like, whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just say, just say, just say, like right now, this second, it's been absolutely trashed by two crackheads. Would you, would you be understanding, or would you want, what would you Just want this. Just this. Yeah, absolutely. So it's all right for you in your middle class views, right, and all that. Sitting there thinking, well, I'd be different. But well, you know, if it happened to you, you'd be the same as me. String them up. <laughs> that is not a middle class view. Say to say, uh, be all liberal. This is the compassion that has come from a life of hardship. Not like you, Noel, poncing around doing dandy burglaries in your childhood, <laughs> writing in a shed with your broken foot. Oh, let's not get into <laughs> this Monty Python sketch about what the artist upbringing. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, no, I genuinely, I don't know, I don't bring in. You didn't, and, it, I, and obviously. <laughs> How dare you! But you used to wear a cape, and you wear girls' jeans. That's right. to me, that to me that sign cape of was a reaction against circumstance, like Mark Bolan. That's the sign of a liberal upbringing, as far as I'm concerned. I didn't wear that cape till I left home at the heartbreakingly tender age of 16, and then got all caped up to cope. I was sleeping in that cape, I lived in that cape with a three-legged dog and a, and a crackhead and a couple of oboes. We used to stand around a bin writing tunes, we were talking about them earlier. Alright, well, good for you. Good, good for you. Thank you very much. Now, I'm glad you've acknowledged the, the hill that was my caped up bringing. <laughs> now, uh, what about South Africa? Uh, what about it? <laughs> I've, I've realised now that we've not set up this item <laughs> with Noel, <laughs> so Noel doesn't know. We're, what we're trying to do, Noel, really, is just to guide you towards uh, subjects that no, could you're, possibly you're, be controversial. Trying. Yeah, you're trying to get me to say something outrageous in the hope that it'll be in the Daily Star. That's right, isn't it? No. <laughs> Not really, just for our own amusement now. Because well, I can't South, read the Daily South, Star because I'm in Hawaii. South Africa, until they win the World Cup, will remain rubbish. There we are. There's your headline. <laughs> South <Yeah>. Africa's rubbish. <laughs> Do you think that until they win the World Cup, Nelson Mandela should be put back in prison? He never said that. <laughs> I never said that. Yes, you did. You no, implied it. No, I didn't imply it. <laughs> <laughs> you implied that Nelson Mandela should be banged right up. Oh, dear. Oh. Well, OK, perhaps I'll give you a proper ring so I can talk to you normally and then chat you to you about how you, things you, going. As Matt will, as Matt will uh, testify this, you always say that. What? Yeah. You always say, yeah, I'll give you a proper ring. Well, but you, have, you only ever call me when you want me to come on your show. You user. <laughs> you are, you're the user. <laughs> He's using you, Matt. Don't ever forget that. Are <laughs> <laughs> you still drunk? What kind of outburst is this? I know I am. It's controversial. I went to a dinner party last night. I was very mature, very posh. What happened? Uh, sat around, ate some food, got really steaming drunk, and uh, I think I was being—I think I was being quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you think so? By funny, do you mean deeply prejudiced? <laughs> what? No, what image do you have of me, Russell? That's bad. Did you... I, I, one, it's, it's, it's one thing I'm actually not, it's prejudice. No, you're not. You're a lovely man. No, I uh, am you a probably regaled the other. D perhaps the other diners were impressed with your brilliant routine about jailing Nelson Mandela to South Africa win the World Cup. <laughs> well, until, until, until he lifts it, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> there can be no peace, no freedom. No. <laughs> 
No, <laughs> I didn't. Obviously, you're obviously when you put when you put this together, it won't sound like that. It'll sound like I was talking about the South African football team. <laughs> Yeah, of course it will. Yeah. We're not about to get you in, into any trouble, not with your volatile temperament. So, um, all right, I will give you a ring. Actually, it'd be lovely to talk to you. Well, I'm going out. Um, I'm going out. I'm going to. I'm going to a kids' party today. So, give us a ring. You go to a lot of kids' parties. Well, I've got kids. Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you you'll have, you'll have to do this when you when you find some some woman stupid enough to impregnate. <laughs> How you dare you! With your little with your little cape and your little cane skipping around to kids' parties. <laughs> going, oh, oh, sooth, child, it was. Twas the night before, wasn't it? Twist was. <laughs> the, the They'll dad, probably think I'm the magician. And the, yeah, I, yeah, and the kids are going, Dad, you know your mate. I, he's making me feel uncomfortable. Can you get rid of him? <laughs> uh, anyway, look, How right, dare I'm, you? Right, I'm back at home now. Right then. I'll give my love to Sarah. Give your daughter a kiss. I will do. Right then. I'll All talk right. to you later. Russell. Thanks very much for doing that call. It's lovely to speak to you. I love you. Bye. I love you as well. Take Bye. care, old Gallica. Bye. 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 Oh, We've put up with you. some crap from that man. Nobody <laughs> is. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm sick and tired. I tell you what, I will swing for him one of these days. I swear to <laughs> God I will. Yeah, so what should, what, oh, he's lovely, isn't he? What should yeah. we listen to now? I think he is still drunk, because that's not normal for him to say that, is it? Mm, he's, yeah, he's volatile, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, you never know what's going to happen next with him. Yeah, Matthew, come, let's listen to a record. This is uh, one of Noel's favourite songs, I think. Oh, all right, I'll cheer us up then. Let's listen to that. Slade! Far, far away. Lovely, yeah, I could imagine Noel doing that. It was very nice, wasn't it, Matthew? Yeah, it's a good song. Why, why, I could just hear G in the background go, uh, go away. What's going on there? Because there's a bloke trying to get into the studio. <laughs> <laughs> and we were going, what no! <laughs> when I'm not there, you're, just like, you're like ducklings or something, just wandering <laughs> about, getting in difficult situations. <laughs> there's a bloke trying to get in. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, get down, turn the lights off. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend we're not in. He called up a fire engine. Now it's outside. I'm panicking. <laughs> Did you ever used to call up fire engines? No, not fire. I used to phone the operator and say weird things, and then they then they phone. You know, when you're like with your mates and you think you're really clever for doing it, phone and say, yeah. "Hang up, say big bum and hang up." <laughs> and then and then they phone you back and go, uh, or they know your address or something. They say your address, and then you think, "Oh no!" Yeah, that's freaky. Yeah, yeah. then you start to fake. Yeah, time to pay the piper. You phoned up fire making. engines. I just phoned up whoever you know. Oh, just, that's just terrible. Half the time. I was pretty crazy, Matthew. Pretty crazy. Hold on, I've got some right. Uh, what are these things I've got to say about? Um, dear Russell, uh, you do look like Jesus, says, mm, well, that has been undermined a bit. It's pygmy metal. This is from pygmy metal. Oh no, Marianne. Pygmy metal is <laughs> just some sort of pseudonym. <laughs> well, why she Marianne. told you um, pseudonym and her real name? I don't know why. You know, she's got a double identity. And why she have goes, such a pretty uh, name and an ugly pseudonym? Yeah, because uh, Leonard Cohen would never write <laughs> write a song called Pygmy Metal, would he? So long, he Pygmy do. Metal. Lou oh, Reed did something like that. Did he? No. What, he wrote a song for someone with an horrible name? Oh, it was a metal machine, I think it was called. Hmm. Have you got time... How's things going in Hawaii? Have you got time off for good behaviour? Have you had time to tour the island or see any volcanoes? Volcanoes? <laughs> <laughs> volcanoes? What are these? It's like a canoe, but it's on fire. I'm not getting in that. <laughs> or are you too busy oogling your surfing instructor? Oogling. Any... Ch oogling. <laughs> it says oogling here. <laughs> it means like oogling. 
Yeah, I suppose it's not like so. like Googling. <laughs> it is if you do it with your pants down. Oh, there he is. <laughs> Hello, come on, we've wrapped it. So, uh, yeah, they want a picture of me with Mike, the surfing instructor. I've got Mike. Uh, well, men have made on. a video about Mike. Yeah, send me a camera then. I, oh, right. I got an email off that nerd Mikey, our bleeding supposed assistant, or whatever his job is. I still don't know what his job is. He goes, oh, we'll send over the video camera with Nick, with Nick, your agent, right, because Nick's coming over here. Don't just do that. That's not very professional. Send it over with one of your mates like it's half a kilo of f crack. Just <laughs> send it over Federal Express. Nick's not a, a bleeding mule for cameras. Send it over Federal Express. I'll make a bleeding podcast. Stop saying we'll bleeding. Blow these punks. What? You said bleeding about bleeding? nine times then. Bleeding, bleeding, well, Who bleeding, says that apart from you and Doc Cotton? No one says bleeding. <laughs> bleeding, don't bleed, bleeding, send it over your mate, you bleeding idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Nick, my Nick. Oh, I miss old Nick Cotton. Oh, but let's not get sidetracked. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> will the Hawaii radio station let you call the mainland, or do you have to give them quarters to use the payphone? Uh, we have start we've become disciples of you and we've taken these photographs of you dressed up as you. Love, Marianne. Well, thank you very much for coming disciples of me and my somewhat amorphous belief system. However, I'm very grateful. Um, Matthew? Yes, Russell. <laughs> What's the matter? <laughs> Listening to you. <laughs> worrying about my future. You know. <laughs> Your future is in safe hands. We've got a lovely tour coming up. We've got a lovely new television programme starting. This film will be out soon. I'll most likely get an Oscar or two. We've got all sorts of new film deals coming in. Everything's going to be tickety-boom. You, you mustn't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's going to be fine. Come, let's get G to do a poem, summarise the show. Then He's we'll have ready. a bit more chat. G, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I've seen have off to, I've seen off to the intruder, and he won't well be around done. here no more. <laughs> <laughs> You're a very butch fella. Have you missed me, G? <laughs> <laughs> I've missed getting sleep. <laughs> oh, and that's probably because I'm absent. He's been sitting up at night thinking Forlorn. about me. Forlorn. Squeezing about... his own boobs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. right, okay then, G. Now, now, Mr. G, the Poet Laureate of our Radio 2 broadcast, will do a poem that summarises the show, while the people in the studio here in Hawaii tolerate the blow-off I've just done. <laughs> it's Mr. G! <laughs> 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 oh, okay, this, this poem is entitled Beating the Clock. My watch face is glistening and time is still listening to my lone pen's quick scribbling as it curves and bends towards the finishing line. And so now I'm delivering my synopsis of the show. The clock dictates the flow and plots the way it goes. Tick-tock screams crossed. We ain't afraid of no ghosts. The ink explodes as I'm told about Russell's multifunctional coat. My hand swerved as I heard about the surf instructor's abode, conducting the code as we market a new brand of cologne made from freshly squeezed almonds causing Casper to moan. In the zone where Ma magically releases as the pressure unloads. The revolution is coming yeah. with a mallet and it's hitting the road. The clock interrupts abruptly and screams our time's up. My pen then goes to sleep. Jobs complete until it's released for next week's right up. Woohoo! Mr G, who does our blog, go to bbc.co.uk. You can send us emails, russell.brand at bbc.co.uk. Keep in touch with us. Keep sending me uh, gifts, please, because I do like to have a gift. Send Matt a gift if you like as well. Not what he wants, though. Just send him things he won't understand or appreciate. Try the works of Jack Kerouac. And Wait. also, uh, what? <laughs> also, get us back to number one, the podcast. We're going to make that film. Send us suggestions of what you'd like to see me do in Hawaii. I will accept erotic suggestions. And I'm sure Mike will be up for it as well.
as well. Next week's show's going to be a hell of a humdinger. Just some of the guests <laughs> will include actual Hawaiians. I'm going to get a Hawaiian band in here and hula girls. Marsha, make sure you organise a hula band of Hawaiians. <laughs> get my medication. <laughs> I need the levy. Uh, and we'll have, of course, more poetry from the fantastic Mr G and more uh, sniping and vicious <laughs> vituperitude from Matthew what? That's Morgan. That's not even a word. Vi- yeah, you can. Vituperative. So vit- vituperative. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe you're right. So, and uh, Mikey. Mikey. Yeah, vituperativity. Mikey, stop living the Vida Lorca, living it up like P. Diddy, doing lines off the back of your chauffeur's neck in your bleeding <laughs> passion wagon. Start living humble life, mate. From now on, you're to come to school on a mule or something, and I'd like you to wear a cassock. Isn't that, he shouldn't be living like that, should he, Mikey? The way he conducts it's himself. Terrible, yeah. Hurry up, my car's waiting outside. Oh, how dare. Oh, he's oh they're trying to get on air content. Don't listen to him. Don't send it. And Mr. Nibs, get me. Mr. Nibs in next week. I miss him. He can't come Where in this he? early. Of course he can. Just get him down from Wales or wherever it is he lives. He likes it. He has get to Mr. Stay Nibs in a down. He's so he likes it. Right now, let's get our podcast back to number one. Stop Send saying me the nice same gifts things. at Turtle Bay. Bye, then. It's all right. I just, you know, sometimes I find it hard to let go of things. That's why I had to have farm animals when I did a whoopsie as a child. You've been listening to Russell Brand on Radio 2. Thank you very much. There's probably some news or something now. 88 to 91 FM. This is Radio 2 from the BBC.